This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hail and hello, everyone. Welcome to the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast, a Midgard Musings production. Join me, Jesse, your host, as we discuss random heathen-related topics and various other things in an attempt to find where, if any, heathen worldviews can be applied. You can support this podcast by clicking on the Linktree link in the description or show notes. You can also follow me on all of my social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and become a patron on Patreon. Join me every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central on all major podcast streaming platforms, including Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and many, many. If you wish to have your voice heard on the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast, you can dial in to 615-671-9832. Thank you all once again for listening to the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast. Enjoy and hail to you all. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Creatures of all shapes and sizes in the Midgard and all the nine realms. Hail and hello. Welcome to another Random Heathen Ramblings podcast. Good to see you. Good to hear from you today. And I know that when these air on like the YouTube live premieres, um, I'm usually much more engaged and I haven't been in the last couple of weeks. It's because my job right now has got me very, very busy during those hours. So I don't want to change the premiere schedule. I don't want to change the time when these things air, but just know that even though I may not be um, checking the, you know, engaging in the live premiere, um, <clears throat> you know, live chats and stuff that I, please don't, don't think that I'm not uh, acknowledging and, and checking things out in on the backside, you know what I mean? Like, after it's all done and over with. So if you do uh, engage, you know, in, in conversation and stuff during those premieres, it's much appreciated. And don't forget to comment or uh, share your thoughts in the, you know, comment section as well. That way I can go back and acknowledge you. But uh, as always, thank you so much for tuning in today, uh, listening and sh or streaming or, or whatever from wherever you are and using whatever platform that you're using. It's much appreciated. Um. I got an email last week from a gentleman who had a pretty interesting question to ask, and it actually kind of um, <clears throat> fell around a time of the week where things were starting to get pretty interesting for me. So this past week um, for me has been rather uh, profound, 
Um, I'm not going to go into a lot of great details about it because it's a bit, it's kind of one of those things where um, I may talk about it someday, one day, uh, but I don't think that day is going to be today. Um, it has to do with my, uh, my, my, of course, the spirituality side of things, my, my growth, my development um, as a person now. Uh, I think it'll be a great topic of discussion, maybe eventually, like I say, someday, but uh, I'm going to keep it close, close to my heart um, <clears throat> as, we, as, as we're talking right now and today. Um, but this email that came in, um, we'll just, you know, for the sake of uh, anonymity, we'll just say Michael. So thank you, Michael, um, who wrote in and his email read, Thor slash Odin calling question mark. It's kind of like he's saying is somebody calling to me and he says, Hey, uh, sorry for the late and random email. He sent this email to me at about uh, a little after one or two in the morning um, last Tuesday, the 15th. Uh, so wherever it is, you are, Michael, um, no need to apologize, man. Cause I will read them whenever I can and respond in kind. So, you know, by the time, by the time this airs, you will have gotten the response to your email. And I appreciate this email, but, um, he goes on to say, uh, I just came across your showcasing my altar video and wanted to ask you something. Uh, for those that don't know what he may be talking about, I will, uh, annotate, in the description, in the you know show notes, the cards, uh, all the details will be uh, in in one of those areas, depending on where you're watching or listening to this from. Uh, for that video that he's referring to, I've I've done a video or two of me uh, kind of just showing you um, what's on my altar, and 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 you know a lot for a lot of pagans, that's a very private and uh, and you know something else that they keep close to their, close to their heart. Um, and it changes a lot for us, right? Like we'll add things to it, take away things, move things around. Um, it's a very living thing for a lot of us pagans. So the video that he's referring to, it'll be annotated up here in the cards and also on the description area of this video and the show notes of the podcast. So check it out if you're interested in seeing what, what Michael's referring to. He goes on to say, I've had this feeling that Thor and or Odin have been uh, trying to tell me something or get to or get in contact with me um, or want me to worship them. And I don't know how to really explain it, but I feel I've been seeing more crows in places you wouldn't see them. There was a thunderstorm here and not too long ago, and it almost felt like the thunder was circling me. And yeah, so I uh, was just wondering if there's steps I should take. Obviously, I was watching the video to maybe get an idea for an altar to start with, or start to start to make. And yeah, definitely, probably random <laughs> and stuff, but figured maybe I'd get an answer. Not really sure if this is a thing or if I'm just watching too many movies. 
Hey, Michael, uh, appreciate again, once again, the, uh, <clears throat> the email and, and, and the question that you have. Uh, this is an interesting topic, especially given the, the series of events that I'm alluding to, but not going into to great detail about um, that happened last week. Um, you know, so I guess we'll start with the whole, you know, is it Thor and or Odin? That's calling to me. Now, without, you know, talking more with you about this or, or, or talking to people, you know, more about these types of feelings or these types of encounters, um, I, I've, I've read social media you know, posts and Facebook groups or, or tweets on Twitter or, you know, different things posted online, whether it be, you know, uh, Reddit, Reddit sub threads and in, in, in certain heathenry, um, you know, subreddits or whatever. It's all over the internet where people have an experience and they connect that experience to something uh, uh, that, that is tied to the sacred, to the gods. Or even to God. I mean, even monothe monotheists have similar things, you know, where they 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 see God in this or that, you know, and they and they place the the sacred in that thing or the other. And so, what you're talking about here, uh, where you you know, oh, I see crows in in places that there wouldn't normally be crows, or you know, the thunderstorm that I you know, heard the other day, it was, it was like the thunder was circling me, you know, and is that um, the gods trying to call to me? So I'm going to go into a little bit, um, generally speaking, where my stance is on stuff like this. And I'm also going to throw in my own UPG or unverified personal gnosis to, you know, give, give you and other people here some some food for thought, right? Nobody can sit here and in front of the next person and tell that person that the experience that they had was or wasn't something of a divine presence, okay? Or that there was anything to do with this with the gods or the sacred. Um, but for the most part, I think a lot of what we are talking about are are things that can rationally be explained right i mean especially when you talk about the the day and age that we live in now crows are a pretty common species of 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 uh, of, of the avian variety uh to to frequent places all i mean i've seen crows on the beach you know i've seen crows in the desert i've seen you know i've seen them everywhere you know so to 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 say that you know i see more crows where they typically shouldn't be well, that could just be that they're, you know, becoming more common for your area. Not Again, not sure where your area is or where you're writing in from, Michael, but, you know, crows are pretty, pretty uh, common species of bird. The other thing is, you know, the thunderstorm. I mean, I've been in dozens, if not more, uh, thunderstorms, and I mean, the thunder does have that feeling of like oh you might hear it over here in this direction but as it gets closer and where it's around you i mean it feel like it can bounce off of the the, the the surrounding you know trees or rocks or buildings even uh 
and then give you that feeling like it's, you know, circling around you. So on the surface and what most people might think of when they hear what you're saying is that that wasn't the gods. That was just things happening in nature, the way things, you know, the way nature happens. Nature going to nature, baby, right? <laughs> nature going to do what nature's going to do. And uh, you might just be there for it. You might be experiencing it in a moment where your, you know, thoughts are maybe focused on the gods. And so therefore your first inclination is to, th is to think, ah, it must be the gods, you know, calling out to me. And again, with as many of these types of things as I hear, I am inclined to lean on this on, on the side of saying that that's probably not the gods. Now you can um, certainly feel the presence of the sacred around you uh, in, in, in other type scenarios, you know what I mean? Especially when there's ritual being done, when your focus and your intent is to bring the sacred down or out or, or, or within from without, you know what I mean? Like you're inviting them into that space. And so their presence can be felt in those cases. So a lot of it, you know, you know, a lot of those types of things might be due to the, the, the state of awareness that we're in or, or the state of um, altered state of awareness, if you will, where we're in that ritual state of mind. And so the things that may be happening anyway for everybody else suddenly have a bigger meaning for us at the time because we're in that frame of mind. So once again, not knowing the detailed specifics behind what you're saying, you know, um, if all it is, is just, you know, I, I go to work every day and I see crows where they shouldn't be normally or, or where they wouldn't be normally, or I, you know, I was in the woods and I was, you know, meditating, I was thinking on this or that or whatever. And all of a sudden this, this, you know, thunderstorm popped up out of nowhere and, you know, that sort of thing. I don't necessarily think it's the God's calling in, in most of those scenarios, but again, who am I to say that it is or isn't? I want to be, I want to be, you know, go on the record as saying that, you know, it's, it's not for me or anyone else to say that your experience was not something of a divine nature, right? However, going back to what I said before is that most cases like this are, are, are probably not the gods. And the reason why I say that is because when, when you really get into the, 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 the heart of heathenry, you, you got to look at it like you go back to the worldview of things. You, you go back to how an ancient society lived, thrived, and survived in, in tough times. And what they did to secure their luck, to secure their, you know, coexistence with the spirits and the, and the forces of nature around them and how they defined those forces were to, you know, uh, Im imbibe into them a, a level of sacredness, you know, so in, in the, in the thunder, there was Thor and in the, and in the Ravens and in the ecstatic madness of battle, there was Odin and in the, you know, the beauty of the fields, there was Seif in her golden hair, you know, and in the ferocity and passionate, love of, of of our you know women folk there is freya or or the loving mother protective uh beliefs or feelings there is that frig energy you know and, and so on and so forth so you could 
you could um, you could definitely say that. And this goes, you know, to be said for for a lot of different um, indigenous cultures as well, where they they look at the natural world around them and and, and tie or have have ties to something bigger than them, the sacred, the divine, the gods, whatever. Um, but at the crux of it, at the heart of it, you know, it was survival. It was preservation of, of luck, making sure that you survived each season to live to the next, to provide for your family, to, you know, be successful with your crops and your, and your herding of, of cattle or, or this or that, you know, look at it, look at the way society was, look at the way the world was for, for people back then. Um, and so they would, they would, their, their energy was focused their Their intent was focused, I think more on that than it is on, Ooh, it's thundering. Now that must be Thor or up. Oh, there goes a crow that just flew over me. That must be a sign from Odin. It must be one of his ravens or something like that. You know, don't, I don't think that they viewed the world quite in that way. No, we don't live in those times, right? We're not, we're not back in, you know, <laughs> pre-Christian Scandinavia or, or, you know, continental Saxony or, or any of these other, you know, very, very old lands that, uh, that, that have these traditions tied to them. So, but they, they, they are living traditions. They are, they are things that have, have, have lived through a lot of crap, you know, the basically nearly going out of, 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 of style, well, almost really have going out of style, right. You know, the, 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 influences of Christianity in, in Northern Europe and having it become like the national religion of Norway and, and, and some of the other Scandinavian countries later on. I mean, paganism all but died out and it was outlawed in many places, Iceland included, you know, you know, you couldn't do that anymore under pain of death or whatever. And so, you know, <clears throat> a lot of those living traditions were, 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 were covered up and lost over time. And so, what little knowledge we have and what little information we have of the way things could have been and the way things could have been practiced or viewed back then, you know, are, are, are being revitalized now and revived in a way to, to bring to light these sorts of things. So, you know, it's, it's, I think it's natural for a lot of people, especially newer heathens. And, and you know, Michael, if you're listening or watching, I don't know if, if you're new to this uh, path or not, but any new heathen, newbie heathen, whatever you want to, coin them baby heathens <laughs> there's different names for different you know we, we call each other different things but for people that are new to this path and that come into this path a lot of a lot of the 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 previously followed religion whether it's christianity that's probably the most popular one i think that we see a lot of folks coming into paganism from is is from a lifestyle or or an upbringing with christian worldviews what we see happening is, is the, the, the worldview that we had or that they had coming from Christianity into paganism, they bring that with them. So they, 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 they first thing they think about is the gods, right? Something to replace the God, the singular God that they venerated before, right? Something to replace that supreme being and the gods are the first thing that come to mind. Right. And, and, and you, you know, a lot of folks are, and I see this literally every day um, on social media sites, you know, um, Facebook groups and whatnot, where people are uh, focused so much on the gods. What I do for the gods? Are the gods calling me? I think the gods are calling me, guys, because this happened, right? 
maybe they are. Again, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not here to say that they are or aren't. But I think most of the time what's happening is 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 you're 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 becoming enamored um in some cases with the the aesthetic of Germanic paganism, Norse heathenry, and, and whether that's you know Scandinavian Icelandic models or whether it's you know continental Germanic heathenry or Saxon heathenry or whatever, you know, the whole aesthetic of it all, right? You know, um and, and, and how powerful it all seems, you know, oh, you don't care, you know, you don't kneel to your gods, you don't, you know, answer to your gods, you're not, you're not afraid of, of an eternity of, of, of suffering and, and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's so, it's so, you know, free thinking and, and, you know, there's no rules and there's no dogma and all this kind of stuff. I mean, you know, look, I hate to break it to you. If, if that's the way you think that heathenry is, then um, you're, you're way off. There is structure there are rules you know and there is on some degree a level of dogma you know um because there there's consequences to our actions you know it may not be an eternity of in hellfire of of, of burning to you know in, in a lake of fire sort of thing but you know you are not going to uh, you know carry out an ill deed and and not get something that that happens to you for for doing so there there there's recompense there's there's punishment there's things that happen or that should be happening to to people that do these things and there was law there was order in these societies you know back then and so it, it's not this just free for all willy-nilly i'll do it the way i want to do it and be the way i want to be i mean yeah sure you can be that way you can have that you know i'll i'll do you know, I'm going to heathen the way I heathen and you heathen the way you heathen. There is a level of that, right? I mean, there is a degree of that, I should say. Um, but there are rules and there is structure and there are things to, to take note of. Um, so I think, again, what a lot of people are, are experiencing is when they come into this path or when they find this path, it's, it's, a, it's a largely enamoration of the aesthetic and the idea behind it all without really fully knowing the 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 backbone of it right or the heart of it once you get into it all and once you start learning and doing and and you know there's a lot to learn and there's a lot to read and, and there's no one singular place to go to get it all you gotta you know search around fortunately we we live in a day and age that it's so accessible you know there's you know academic websites that have pdfs of of books that you can download for free in many cases you can order books online for you know, in many cases, not a whole lot. Yeah, sure, there are some that are kind of rare unicorns uh, of literary work out there that you're going to drop a pretty penny on, but it's not like it's mandatory. It's not like it's a required thing to, you know, read all that stuff. But so much of, uh, so much of what I hear when, you know, when it comes to, I think the gods are calling me and this and that, it's, it's like you're trying to fill in a, a, a blank or fill in a spot, fill in a gap uh, from what you had before somewhere before um <clears throat> so once again you, you know if the gods are calling you i don't think it's going to be in something that just happens naturally in the world around us you know again you could feel inspired you can feel the presence of the sacred around you after doing certain things or while doing certain things but on a whim you know and just randomly like you know this crow flies by or i see a crow perched here or, or two ravens over there or 
this thunderstorm, this or that. I mean, look, I've had moments throughout the years that I've been a heathen where I've been in nature, you know, I've been outside, I've been, you know, congregating with my, my tribe around our bay. I mean, our bay being our sacred grove, our sacred place to, to do ritual in, you know, and when the thunder rolls, you know, when we hear a thunder storm and when it rumbles around us, you know, that, that feels like the gods are close or that at least Thor is close because that's what we tie him with. We, we associate him with the thunder, you know? So when we're out there doing our thing, you know, maybe not even ritual, but when we're just gathered out there and then, and we hear, th you know, thunder in the distance or thunder that's coming through, we're like, yeah, you know, and, and it's almost like a confirmation or affirmation. So I'm not, again, I'm not saying that what you're feeling, Michael, is, is any different than that, but, um, you know, consider also that it could just be the fact that it's just thundering out, you know, I mean, I live in Tennessee and two years ago on this time of year, we had, you know, six to eight inches of snow on the ground. Last night, at the time of this recording, which would have been Monday night, there was a thunderstorm that rolled through, you know, and it's pouring down rain right now, and it's almost 70 degrees. Very strange times that we live in, very odd to be, you know, in February, and, you know, one year it's full of snow, and then the next year or two, it's almost like springtime, and it's raining out. I don't think that's because the gods are near or not, or not near or whatever. I think that's just the fact that, you know, this world is, is experiencing some things herself <laughs> that uh, are, 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 are pretty damaging to its, its longevity. And it's just rough, you know, it's, it's a rough time. So it could be just very sim simply something like that, you know, crows may not be native to your area or, or have a very high pop number population number close to you. But things change, birds migrate, conditions, you know, are what they are. And, and you know, so you might get more of, uh, more of something that you're not used to seeing or have in general, right? So going back to, you know, your original question, you know, what can you do? to answer this if you truly feel like this is something that is a sign from the gods you know why why do you feel that way what is it about the thunder aside from it just rumbling around you like it usually does that makes it feel somewhat more only really you can answer that what is it about the fact that you see crows more often than you typically should aside from all the basic you know maybe obvious reasons why that i just mentioned previously what is it about that why does that make you feel like it's you know one of the gods trying to to connect to you what is it about you that is so and don't take this the wrong way but like but what is it about you individually and i'll, and I'll put this question out to anybody myself included what is it about us individually that makes us think that we are of such such interest to the gods the gods have their own things that they have to deal with and worry about. They have their own activities and, and, and lives that they have to live and their own luck that they need to secure and their own weird that they need to tie. What the hell is one person on Midgard going to 
you know, do for, for them one person. Now, is it possible that one person could have caught this, a special interest of a God? Sure. Because we read about it in some of the sagas, you know, typically those people were of renown. They had some sort of status in Midgard. They were Kings. They were nobles. They were heroes. Um, and they did things that were heroic and kingly and noble. So is it out of the norm to think, or is it, is it, is it that much of a um, harebrained idea to think, you know, that anything would be different now and today, even though we're not, you know, a thousand, twelve hundred years ago in Scandinavia, and we're not, you know, an up and coming, you know, king or, 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 or thrall that, that is working his way through king, you know, uh, a kingdom and, and suddenly has a, a kingdom, you know, fall into their lap and they inherit all this wealth and, and land and they have to defend their kingdoms and they have great sagas written about them just because it's not that anymore. Who's to say that there are not people now and today who do things of equal renown in different ways and, and, and for different through different, you know, methods that are not catching the attention of the gods and who the gods would not want uh, or would, would behoove them to have connections with or tie weird with, you know? I don't know. It's something to think about. So if you are one of those people who is doing things that would potentially catch the eyes and attention or, of, of the gods, I feel like a an encounter that you'd have with the gods, and this is where it's going to, you know, venture off into my UPG. I would, I feel that the encounter that you would have with a God would be more profound than just a passing crow or a rumble of thunder. I really feel that. I really feel that the sign, the sign or the omen, right. That you would get, um, would be much more profound than just a simple happening of nature. It would almost be something so bizarre and so out of the norm that it's like nothing like that could be rationally explained. You can't, I mean, because you can, you can rationalize and you can um, make sense of why crows appear more now than ever before in certain areas or that they are just appearing where they normally aren't supposed to be. You can make sense of that. You can rationalize that. You can also rationalize and kind of make literal sense of, you know, uh, the thunder rolling and, and, and it feeling like it's circling you, that sort of thing. There's no real way to rationalize other certain things, like perhaps hearing a voice that, you know, you only heard, but there was no like audible uh, means of, 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 of it being something else. Like there was no TV, there was no radio, your phone was nowhere nearby and there was no other person close to you and you heard a distinct voice. Now, again, that's UPG stuff. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying like things like that are UPG. Is there a place for that within heathenry? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. You know, it's how we build our traditions. It's, you know, traditions were built in ancient times based off of experiences that people had. And they said, you know what, when that happens, that's what it means. And that's what our tradition is going to be. And when, when it happens, we're going to react to it in a certain 
and specific way. So similarly, in today's day and age, things, same thing could apply. I'm just saying that I believe in my UPG is that if the gods, any of them, have any interest in what we do in the, prof in the, in the profane, right? Not in the sacred space, but in, in profane space. Here in Midgard, if they have any interest about what we do on an individual level, then it must be something pretty epic, and they're going to make it an epic way to make themselves known to us in that way. So... Once again, you know, maybe the, the crows and the thunder are, are things that, that are inspiring you to want to learn more about the gods, you know. Maybe it's just something that's going to inspire you to do some research, you know, learn the worldviews of, of ancient Germanic peoples and, and get into that sort of approach to things. Understand the heart of heathenry and what what it means to weave frith and what the you know even though it may not be an exceptionally old term but what ingard and utengard the inner and outer yards mean you know um mentioned frith that's another big one you know understand the importance of the gifting exchange understand the importance of um you know uh establishing a good and and wholesome relationship with the localized spirits of the land and, 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 and those, those forces that exist around us because they are nearby and close, whereas the gods were perceived in, in ancient times as being somewhere without, somewhere else, not here in Midgard. There's, there's so much that exists here in Midgard that we have to, that we share space with, that we coexist with. Learn more about that. You know, you can also learn about the gods. I'm not saying to, you know, pigeonhole yourself into one or, or two ideas of thought, but be open a bit about it, but also have a, a method uh, to, to, to what it is that you're, you know, capturing and learning. Um, I don't know. So, you know, what can you do to answer this? First, I think you need to determine, is it a call? Is it something that the gods are calling you to do? Or are you just you know, being inspired because like you say, maybe you're watching too many movies. I don't know that. I don't, you know, who am I to say that? Who am I to think that? There are a lot of great movies coming out and that have come out. A lot of really cool TV shows that, that embellish a lot on the way things were back then and then make it, you know, appealing to bring in a lot of money and make a lot of people rich and, and entertain, you know. So there's definitely that. But um, why, not, why not use those types of things to really study and learn more about the reality of it, the history of it, the authenticity behind it? Is it, is it just a bunch of hoo hockey? You know what I mean? Or are, are they just rewriting things to sell tickets or, or, or get you know, ratings up or, or boost their streams or, or whatever? Um, or are they, you know, focusing on trying to put something out here that people can learn from and people can be entertained by, right? And at the same time, learn something. There's, there's a definitely a lot of that mix of things around there. So um, if you are looking to answer this call, as it were, 
Um, I, I posted last week's uh, podcast. If you go back through my catalog and just look at last week's podcast, I included a list of content creators out here on like on YouTube and, and some other uh, sites as well. Just great social media content creators that are heathen that, that, that produce exceptionally good educational and entertaining content. Go back and check that out. Um, and learn as much as you can about it. Kind of see if it's something that fits you. If you want to pursue that path, if it's the gods that you're interested in and, you know, first learn about things that are happening here in Midgard, you know, how you can um, be of worth to the people around you, how your worth is calculated, understanding what worth means. You know, it's not how much you make. It's not how much you own. It's, it's the worth of that is placed on you by your people, you know, um, all this kind of stuff. And again, that, that goes into the worldview aspects of, of, of heathenry. You got to, you're, you're coming into a, a religion, which is, it is, this is a religion as much as people may want to say it's not, it is it may not be organized religion, like the sense of churches and, and, and dioceses and, and, you know, that sort of thing, but it is a religion that, you know, anything that has to deal with the, the gods, the sacred, the divine makes it a religion. You can be spiritual and not have anything to do with the gods whatsoever. There is spirituality involved in this religion, but it is nonetheless a religion. And as with any religion, you've, you are learning about that aspect of it, but then this is a, a, a folk way. This is, this is the worldview of things that all of this religion was, was, is, and has been derived from is, is much different than what Western society has, has largely adopted. You know, you see similarities in other cultures. Um, so, you know, maybe consider that as well. Look at other religions, see, you know, check out other things, open your mind a bit, you know, learn and, and, and study. So, um, when you were saying, you know, that, that this whole thing started with you, I had to go back and look at the email. When, when you said that this whole thing started with you searching for videos or searching for, for information on uh, creating an altar or making an altar, you know, you obviously have an idea in mind to want to connect to the sacred because that's what an altar is. An altar is a sacred space that we create for things like this, you know, um, at least in, in, in most contexts of, of paganism, our altars, our hogars, our vase, our groves, and this and that are, are spaces that we mark off as sacred space within the profane space. So it's, it's you know, whether it's the corner of a room, inside of a, of a closet, underneath a mantelpiece, a mound of rocks, outside a, a, a circle of trees, whatever it might be, you know, something that we mark off and that we set aside as being um, dedicated to our individual practice of, of venerating the gods, right? Your interest in that, your, your thoughts in that obviously have the gods on your mind. So for the experiences that you're describing to be something where you're like, maybe that's the gods calling me, you're already heading in that direction, you know, they may not need, they may not be calling you. You're just heading in that direction. And it's like, those are the gods that are on your mind. 
So learn a bit about them, right? Read some of the, the, the stories of lore and mythology and, and get to know what at least was written down um, that we know about the gods and their tendencies, their behaviors, their mannerisms, you know, uh, their characteristics, their flaws, their faults. Um, but don't neglect the, the heart of heathenry, you know, have a strong and, and good home life, you know, because clan is everything. If you didn't have a strong clan and, and you didn't have anything from there, you have your tribe that gets kind of built out as an extension of your clan and your family. And many tribes make up a community, you know, and in the, in, in, in those numbers, you know, you have strength. Learn the worldviews about what, why people did what they did back then. Why we do things now the way we do it. Why are we looking to the past? You know, why do we look back to build something now or, or to reconstruct something now? And not everybody's a reconstructionist heathen. You know, what I'm saying is that so much of what we're doing now has its roots in days gone by so those traditions uh though those ways however old or however far back you may want to consider going started somewhere so for me like when i first started in my heathenry it was a very physical growth it was very a physical approach it was you know how strong i can be how you know a certain way that i can look um that sort of stuff is very physical. The net, and then, and then after so many years, you know, it kind of transitioned from that into how much can I learn? The academic, the mind, you know, what can I learn? What can I study? Um, and I've reached the point now where all of that stuff is still important to an extent, but the the most important stage of my spirituality, my in my heathenry. In, in my practices is, is now the next is, is the spirituality, you know, the connecting with those forces around us that we share existence with, not just the gods, but including the gods. And, um, you know, a very profound experience that I had this past week, literally the day after Michael's email, came to me um solidifies what i just said is that you know you go through stages in your growth sometimes you know you gotta learn to crawl before you can walk and then you gotta get that walking down right before you can run and then eventually you're gonna leave dry land and you're gonna learn how to move around in water and uh, all these things right it's all about growth like some sometimes you know we, we skip certain steps sometimes you know <laughs> I want to, I want to run before I can walk, or I want to walk before crawling, or, you know, I want to, I want to go swimming before I can be walking. You know, we, we see stuff like that. You know, we, we see kids develop in different ways and, and everybody's going to develop in different ways too. As we go from that, you know, infancy, childhood, youth, adulthood, there's no real straight path with it. It's kind of, it's pretty, it's pretty gnarly. It's, it's, it's windy you know? So have you been watching too many movies, Michael? I don't know. Are the gods calling to you because you hear, you know, I mean, you imagine if, if there was crows in the thunderstorm, I mean, 
but maybe they are. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily get the sense that that something like this is the God's calling to somebody, but I could be wrong. Again, I'm not, I'm not the one to sit here to say that it is or isn't. It's just an opinion you asked and there's my answer. So I hope that um, this sparks some more conversation for you, Michael. And if you want to write in again, um, just, you know, reply back and let me know, but I hope that this has been something that uh, you find in, in, you know, educational and, and helps you in some way. That's why we do these things, you know, here as of late, uh, I don't have any guests lined up on the show. Um, kind of taken a very organic, you know, approach to this. I had a, I had a, I had a thing in mind, you know, where it was going to be, you know, real gung ho and we were going to have a lot of, you know, guests and stuff lined up, but I'm, I'm taking a bit more of a, a relaxed approach. I want, I want this to be enjoyable, not just for me, but for everybody. Um, so as long as you guys keep watching, as long as you keep engaging, sending emails, writing in, calling in, uh, tweeting it, posting it on Facebook uh, groups or pages, um, again, you know, whatever, as long as people are doing that, as long as there's an interest and engagement and I'll be here, um, even if it's just me talking through this microphone to you, to all of you. Um, so thank you all today for you know being here, and thank you, Michael, for writing in and asking the question. It, it the timing of it was was so perfect, right? Because I saw it, um, you know, that day. Obviously, it came in. I woke up later on to go in, into work and. Uh, never really put like I saw it I was like oh, I'm going to respond back to that and then the next day was when things took a huge wild turn for me and then you know I got to thinking about stuff and I go back and I look through my emails and I go wow that you know that's perfect that's a perfect thing to talk about because it, it, it hits so close to home for me like it literally just hits me right in the heart um, because I've been there I've, I've, I've had those experiences where I'm like is this the gods talking to me or the gods trying to teach me something, or I'm, you know, I'm looking at something and it's a certain day of the week. And how can it where It's like, we, we, we force ourselves to think that we have to see the gods and everything and the gods aren't in everything. And you know, they're not necessarily, but when they are, man, when they, when they make their presence known, I can say just out of, you know, again, UPG, it's just what I'm saying that my experience, there is no question when the gods speak to us, there is no, well, what if it's this? Could it be that? Nope. It's, it's 100% definitely the gods, no questions about it. No ifs, ands, or buts. So if you have to think about it, if you have to wonder, if you have to guess, then chances are, it's not it. And that's all I'm saying, but you guys think about it. Um, chime in with your questions. If you want to comment down below in the comment section or write into the, the podcast, it's MidgardMusingsTN at gmail.com. You can also, again, call and leave a voicemail on the hotline, 615-671-9832. Call and let us know what you thought about this or another episode or what you would like to see featured on a future Random Heathen, Random Heathen Ramblings podcast. What would you like to see me and maybe others ramble about? Give us some ideas. Give us some things to chew on. I love that type of stuff. And I love stuff like this. You know, means a lot. So again, thank you all so much for your constant and ongoing support. Don't forget to check out the show notes and description area of this podcast. 
whether it's the video or the streaming service that you're absorbing this on, for all the ways that you can support Midgard Musings and this podcast. There is free social media sites to follow through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can become a patron on Patreon. You can become a channel member on YouTube. You can buy merchandise through Teespring. All of that information is located in the Linktree link that's in the description and show notes. So be sure to check it out. See if there's anything there that fits you. And until we talk again, may the gods and your ancestors continue to walk with you. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you next time.